From the 15th floor of the Energy Building, this is GNR Airtime, the podcast that explores the current trends from emerging and well-established industries hosted by the lawyers of GNR. This podcast is for general guidance only and does not constitute definitive advice. Hello everyone, welcome back to GNR Airtime. My name is Bogus Choksona and for this week's episode, we are marking the end of our Omnibus miniseries. This, the past three episodes have actually been very helpful. We've been getting a lot of good feedbacks about uh, how helpful it is to get, again, the conversation going. And just for the record, we have been recording this in the, uh, within the month of September of 2020. And this last episode is recorded on the 5th of October, we hope way prior to the issuance of the actual law because if that's the case once it's issued then the document which is the draft that we're basing our discussion on will <laughs> essentially be part of the history let's just say that but hey uh on this last episode we're we're, we're going to be discussing about investment one of the most important and most discussed sections of the draft and joining me uh alamanda and tama hi everyone welcome back hi hi Thank you both for coming back. So on this particular episode, I, I think, uh, again, it's important to stress out that the document that we're basing our discussion on is a draft of the law. It might not be the final one, obviously. And so please expect that there might be some changes in the, when the actual law is passed. So so with that out of the way, Tama, can you just walk us through the high-level overview of the investment section and what changes should we expect from it? Thank you, Bagus. I guess to explain what has changed, um, just wanted to briefly describe uh, what is the current you know, investment regulations relating in particular um, you know, to foreign investments um, that's currently regulated under law number 25 of 2007 uh, on investments. So uh, currently, the investment uh, law takes the approach where by default, all business activities are open to foreign investment, with the exception of those that are declared closed uh, and those that are declared open uh, with certain conditions. Um, now, this uh, particular concept um, is then you know, further implemented by a presidential regulation. Um, currently, it is Presidential Regulation 44 of 2016, um, which you know, is often called the negative list. Uh, and under the negative list, uh, there is a list of business activities uh, that are closed or you know, open with you know, certain conditions. Um, those conditions, um, you know, such as uh, you know, are things such as you know, certain maximum uh, percentage ownerships, um, certain requirements to have a minimum investment amounts. You know, for example, an online marketplace um, requirements to have partnerships with uh, small and medium uh, enterprises, um, such as uh, the e-retail sector, uh, and certain geographic uh, restrictions, um, such as you know, uh, hospitals. So, under the new proposed omnibus law, um, what the regulators here are thinking is to further uh, simplify uh, the foreign investment restrictions. Uh, It still by and large adopts a similar concept where all businesses, uh, business activities are by default open to foreign investment. But now um, the exceptions are those that are declared closed or those reserved for central government. So the key difference here with the current investment law is that 
there is no longer the concept of open with conditions. Um, now, the thing is, the much of the foreign investment regulations and, and much of the meat of this is, you know, as I mentioned, regulated under a presidential regulation, uh, currently what's called the negative list. Um, and the law just sets out the broad principles that I've just mentioned. So it is a bit difficult to know for certain now what this means uh, in actual practice and how this will be implemented. Um, so basically now, um, you know, the one interpretation is that uh, foreign investments are now either you know, 100% open or it is 0% uh, you know, open, you know, basically closed. Um, and there isn't any in-betweens um, such as you know, the case now. Uh, but I think that's um, sort of an interpretation that, that's on the extreme side. The other is that you know, depending on how the presidential regulation shapes, there may still be certain ownership caps. Uh, but what is now removed is that there is no conditions that are attached to foreign investments, such as I've mentioned before, you know, those, for example, requiring minimum investment amounts or those uh, requiring partnerships with SMEs, um, those will not be in a uh, new uh, regime of, of investment law. So that's, uh, in a nutshell, uh, what the changes are, um, which is, in essence, simplifying uh, foreign investment restrictions. Uh, but then again, as I mentioned, uh, the devil is in the details and we'll need to see how this is implemented, in particular, uh, what the next uh, presidential regulation uh, relating to this omnibus law uh, will take shape. Right, thank you, Tama. So I think, essentially, we can all agree that for this discussion, I mean, and, and generally, I think that the whole point of in introducing this very uh, specific section is to improve the ease of doing business. And on that point, I think it's also important to mention that the fact that there is a various publication mentioning a positive list as opposed to the existing one, the, the negative list of investment, uh, which is essentially a presidential regulation, which might be amended following the issuance of the law. So yeah, what do we know so far that you can share? Sure. Um, so we have heard that you know, reports of a so-called positive list, um, but I think the reports um, hasn't been clear what it meant by positive list. Uh, but I think if we just read what the regulations mention, I think conceptually it is still the same with how it is now, uh, namely that all business activities is, are open uh, unless you know it's otherwise uh, said so in the presidential regulations. Um, I think. It may be uh, an optics uh, point because I think the, the government doesn't like to see the word negative. Um, so it tries to spin it in a, in a more positive way. But I think conceptually actually having uh, the negative list, meaning that all businesses are open unless um, they say otherwise, is actually um, uh, more liberal than having a certain list where you can, you know, foreign investors can only uh, invest in those uh, industries uh, listed. All right. So that's, uh, again, part of the uncertainty for now, I think, I guess. So, uh, Allah, again, I mentioned that obviously uh, all of these changes introduced are meant to ensure the ease of, uh, uh, improve the ease of doing business. But do you think these provisions introduced under the law will be sufficient in addressing the ongoing and existing concerns from the investors with regards to ease of doing business here. What do you think, Allah? 
Right. So I think, uh, firstly, uh, before I go any further, just looking at it uh, briefly, I think compared to the rest of the law, the um, proposed amendments to the investment law does not seem to be very heavy. Um, from an investment perspective, Tam has already mentioned that some have taken the interpretation that the negative list concept uh, is now removed uh, by way of that uh, slight adjustment to the language in the investment law. Now, obviously, this would be something positive from the eyes of the investors. Um, so just that idea and combined with the idea of streamlining the licensing process and also the removal of certain uh, licenses, uh, as we've already discussed in the last episode, uh, these can be quite attractive for investors and boost Indonesia's perceived competitiveness. But again, Thomas already mentioned, I think we will have to wait and see uh, how uh, the current presidential regulation on negative lists will actually be affected uh, because um, as we've said multiple times uh, in the series, I think a lot of the concepts in the omnibus law are good uh, in principle, but the enforcement or the application, we will need to look at the actual implementing regulations. Um, but changing a certain law does not automatically change the implementing regulation. So now we'll just have to wait and see how the uh, negative list is actually uh, affected. Right. Now that we've covered the key uh, aspects of the investment section, as well as what to expect from uh, from the draft, Tama, back to you now. Do you, have you heard about anything controversial of how, or have you been able to review the draft and see the, the key issues perhaps on particularly the investment section? So I think as mentioned uh, by Allah, I think the issues is not per se uh, with the contents of, of the omnibus law, but I think um, going further, I think it will be the implementation, uh, both in terms of the regulations and in, in terms of how um, the government enacts the regulations, both this law and also the implementing regulations in practice. Uh, because the omnibus law in itself uh, is not a magic bullet that will solve uh, all of Indonesia's problems relating to investments. Um, again, the devil is in the details. In particular, you know, the implementing regulations that uh, we will need to see, um, such as the presidential regulations, the government regulations, uh, the ministerial regulations, and even you know, director general circle letters, and all sorts of different um, uh, sort of circle letters that that you know is typically um, circulated in the specific ministries. Um, those are all will be you know will be very important. Uh, to understand and see whether the spirit of uh, you know, the omnibus law, uh, which is to ease you know, businesses uh, in you know, doing, uh, doing its business and also ease and attract for investments will you know, be, be implemented. And I think the, the other uh, important aspect as well is in relation to practice because um, there are instances where there is a disconnect between uh, you know what the written regulations say and you know with policy that certain you know uh, government entities implement you know, for example there there is a regulation that has been revoked uh, but the uh, government entity takes a position 
where they, by policy, still adhere to that uh, particular regulation, um, you know, despite it being revoked. Uh, we hope to see it, you know, we, we don't see that uh, in terms of uh, how it's implemented in practice so that, you know, it will give certainty to, to investors and all uh, those involved. But, you know, generally, as, as Ala mentioned, um, there is a sort of wait and see uh, attitude in terms of how this will, you know, uh, improve uh, the investment climate. I think, you know, in our previous episodes as well, uh, we've discussed some of those issues and, and sort of intentions in, in terms of getting uh, and attracting for investments. Um, and, you know, we'll just have to see, wait and see how uh, the omnibus law is implemented. But I think uh, in general, there is um, optimism uh, from business actors and, and investors, at least, um, that this is a step uh, in the right direction. Right. Agreed. Agreed. Thanks, Tam. Uh, although, uh, as we all mentioned multiple times now, that we're going to have to wait and see how all of these are going to be implemented. So, uh, okay, as mentioned, another concern is with respect to the protection of the local businesses, and this includes... I. Uh, small and medium enterprises. So in anticipation of the positive investment you mentioned, and obviously the expected higher realized investment in Indonesia, what are some of the actions that we know that the government can take for the protection of these local businesses? Perhaps Allah can take this one. So um, previously, or rather uh, currently in the existing regulations, um, one of the ways the... um, micro, small, medium enterprises or SMEs are protected um, is that certain business sectors or activities of a certain scale are uh, sort of ring-fenced from foreign investment. Um, uh, Alternatively, as Tam has already mentioned, uh, some sectors are now open for foreign investment but are subject to the requirement of a partnership with these SMEs, such as uh, that applicable in e-retail. Now, all of these uh, sit in the presidential regulation on the negative investment or the negative list. Now, if the interpretation is true uh, that the omnibus law will invalidate the negative list regulations or the negative list will be um, revoked uh, following the issuance of the omnibus law, uh, there may need to be something new in place to replace that protection, right? Uh, The current draft law does state the, that the government must protect these businesses by way of um, applying certain measures, for example, partnership requirements, human resources development, or market expansion support. Um, but again, uh, as uh, the approach taken in other places in the law, um, these issues will be further regulated in an implementing regulation. Now, um, the Omnibus law, the way it's currently drafted now, is actually, it does state that these provisions will be further regulated in a presidential regulation. Now, it's not clear whether this will be a new one, uh, because even before uh, this whole omnibus law discussion, there has been, I I think over the past few years now, there has been many uh, news or publications of uh, the negative list being amended or uh, the government proposing to amend the negative list. Um, so it's not clear whether this will actually refer to a new one or if it referring to a new, uh, or actually if it's referring to uh, the current presidential regulation or the current negative list. Again, we will need to wait and see uh, what happens with the negative list. 
uh, and how the omnibus law uh, will affect the existing regulations. But I think in any event, these protections will need to be reinstated in one shape or form into the new set of implementing regulations, which I believe will be issued after the issuance of this omnibus law. Yeah, I guess right now it's a long time coming then because the SME businesses have contributed, well, by now a lot to the economy. I mean, if it's any indication, I think for the past few years, we've seen the government really rallying or expressing its support to the SME space. Uh, Of course, particularly considering its contribution to our GDP, Um, especially that combined with the developments in the digital and fintech space driven by business players. So I don't think the new omnibus law or the new set of implementing regulations, if any, will stray too far away uh, from the current protections applicable to the SME space. Or, and if anything, hopefully it will actually be an improvement or there will be more added protections or um, facilities provided to the SMEs to, um, to support them. All right. So this, was, this has been a very interesting discussion to end our mini-series on, 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 on the omnibus law. Uh, so before we wrap up the episode and with that, the, 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 the mini-series in the anticipation that the legislation is ready to issue uh, the law sometimes, uh, I guess, sooner than later, any final remarks uh, for the audience? Maybe we'll start with Ala. Sure. So I think, uh, so as Bagus, as you've already mentioned, uh, this actually marks the end of our uh, series uh, on the omnibus law. Um, It is interesting to note that actually, um, as we are recording this last uh, episode, we are actually hearing news that the parliament is uh, getting very close to finalizing the draft omnibus law. I think we've taken the approach of uh, having to wait and see the implementing regulations. And again, uh, as we've already mentioned, even by the issuance of the omnibus laws, uh, I don't think some of the concepts or some of the new provisions uh, uh, in the law will be automatically applied because we will wait, uh, we will need to see whether, um, how that actually sits with the implementing regulations. So, um, yeah, I think it's just, it's interesting to see how, uh, whether first, um, if there are any major changes from the draft that we reviewed uh, and the draft that is actually being finalized and enacted by the government. Uh, And secondly, I guess um, how um, this new law will actually affect other other regulations or other implementing regulations. Um, And we can expect a a lot of issuances of new uh, regulations uh, under laws uh, in the next coming months or years. All right. Now over to you, Tam. Anything to add? Just looking broadly, I know that um, from you know much of this podcast, what we've been saying is that you know we'll need to see uh, the implementing regulations and how uh, it's implemented in practice. Uh, well, true. I think just to give what what I think will will be uh, the tune of those uh, implementing regulations is that I think. Um, investors and and business actors, I think, will be expecting you know, further you know, liberalizations of the uh, you know investment regime. You know, meaning there, I think, will be uh, more open uh, to foreign investments and investments in general. Uh, I think, in light, obviously, of uh, where we are now in terms of uh, the global economy and in terms of you know needing uh, foreign investment coming in at at these times, I think that the tone of the government uh, and I think 
uh, and, and I hope the implementing regulations, I think, will trend uh, towards uh, liberalization and towards easing and attracting further investments, uh, whether you know, foreign or, or local investments. Uh, at least that is the hope. Uh, we'll have to see how uh, it is, uh, I guess, in the coming months. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you so much, both of you, for joining me and for sharing your insights on the last episode of the miniseries. Thank you, Bagus. Thank you, Thank Tama. You, Thank you all. It's my pleasure, both. So, as Allah has mentioned, it is now October 5th, and when by the time we're recording this, we have heard some news of the government being prepared to issue the actual law. So, we will have to see when, whether or not the actual law will stray away from the document, the draft that we are basing our discussion on. Nevertheless, we thank you for joining me in this miniseries and we hope to see you in our regular episodes where, as usual, we talk about tidbits of legal development. Until then, see you and take care!